When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to a bonus episode of On the Turnbuckle. So I'm making, making these a habit. Yeah, which is good. That means we've got some big guests to do it with. Lyle Welshy, g'day to you boys. Very good day to you, Tony. This is your first bonus episode, Lyle. Well, yeah. So it probably um, won't be as good as the last one. Yeah, it's just good that you showed up in the studio for this one. You weren't here you earlier about? in the week. As the person who's always here... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say we've got a really exciting guest. Uh, she's making her Australian debut tonight and we are being given the great opportunity. MCW have given us the opportunity to speak with her and we're really excited. And we're, of course, talking about Millie McKenzie. Yeah, very excited. Yeah, you know, When it got announced you know, four or five weeks ago that she was coming to Australia, we uh, we all popped pretty big for it, so... Well, yeah. I was standing next to Mikey at the time, so I whispered in his ear, can I please have an interview? <laughs> yeah, so thank you to Mikey and MCW for giving us this uh, opportunity. What an amazing young talent, though, and uh, the future is just so big for her, isn't it? Well, yeah, 18 not. years old, and she's wrestled, if you count Wales and Scotland as a country, which I don't, um, she's wrestled in about seven or eight countries already, and working with big promotions in Japan, she's already wrestled with WWE. Uh, sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think a big WWE contract is in her future. Obviously, they probably don't want her on the road full time, being only eighteen. Go well, out there, see a bit more of the world. And- there is an NXT UK, so thankfully, yeah. um, that's probably her next stop. We'll ask her, obviously. Yeah. So is Shazza Harati? No. Oh, good okay. wordplay there, Tony. I don't think anyone else has thought well, of that. Slip it in there. They're, they're actually right good in there. You'll, you'll say it anyway, of course. All you right. Will. Stand by, folks. Here it comes. Our chat with Millie McKenzie. Thanks to NCW. Uh, NCW? M, M, M. Melbourne M. City Wrestling. Exactly. Thanks to <laughs> MCW. Here she is, Millie McKenzie, with us, the boys. All right. Time to welcome Millie McKenzie to the microphone. Millie, welcome to Australia. Thank you. First time here? Yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted to come here as well, so it's very weird to finally be. Fantastic. How are you enjoying it? It's great. I love it. I wish it was a bit warmer, but it's, it's very nice. How did the tour come about, like the relationship with MCW? So I met Mikey um, in Japan for the Fight Club Pro Show. Um, and we were talking, I was telling him how I've always wanted to come here on holiday. He said, well, why don't you just come over here and wrestle? And for some reason, I just never thought of that. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'll just do it because I was already planning a tour to Japan. So I just left Japan, came here, and I'm going back there after. So just having a nice little break, even though I'm resting too. <laughs> and you brought up Japan. Do you enjoy your time while you're there? Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's very, the culture's very different, as I'm sure you know. So it's very interesting to be there. And the we Fight Club Pro show, obviously, in Corican Hall. What, what was it like oh, was, wrestling in there? That was mental. That was 
I think one of the best moments of my life. It was just surreal. surreal. So June Kasai is my favourite wrestler and he was there watching as well. So that was just mad. We're working it out before. I think we've worked out that if you count Wales and Scotland as countries, which none of us do, (laughs) you've probably wrestled in about seven or eight countries so far in your life and you're only, what, 18 years old? Yeah, maybe. I don't even know how many countries I've wrestled in, to be honest. But yeah, it should be around that. Uh, that's crazy I mean did you ever think at this age that you would have travelled so much not at all not at all I said that when I started I set myself a goal by 25 to have travelled to America Japan and Australia and I mean I've done two of those and got a few years left yet so hopefully I'll be able to crack out America yeah. well you've already worked for WWE as well um, what is it like the NXT UK when you're coming in for a couple of shows is it feel different to your normal UK shows in the UK or is it pretty much the same? Um, for me the pressure's higher because obviously at these shows you turn up around whatever time you want but for those shows it's a lot more formal, you have to look nice <laughs> for once um, <laughs> it's still fun but you have to be on your best behaviour whereas here you can be more relaxed and people aren't watching you but yeah, they, they're both fun, it's just very different WWE feels a lot more like work yeah. as it should I suppose so, so WWE, NXT over in England is as professional as you would get it? I mean, it's fun still. Yeah. Everyone has a laugh. But yeah, it's very... Well, it's the top company, isn't it, at the moment? So yeah. I guess people are behaved more so than they would be anywhere else. Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't have fun. Yeah. But when people are watching, <laughs> people are well behaved. So um, you've been here a few days now. You've obviously done the normal stuff a tourist does. Cuddle to koala. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was so cute. It was, oh, it was yeah, <laughs> so cute. I haven't even seen a koala before, so to actually touch it, it's cool. I don't, I don't think I've ever held Cut a koala. On. You've never t- cuddled a koala? No. There's no trees in my backyard. So. I actually had one wee on me once. Well, wow. Usually pay extra for that, Tony. No, you do. I, I was fortunate. <laughs> so, you, obviously, you've got a love of animals. Yeah. Um, your parents realise you've got a love of animals? They oh, yeah. filled in your yeah. frog pond while you're away? Um, yes. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I, I'm going to build an ocean in my garden when I get back. So I go, I go back home next week for four days and I'm literally going to dig a hole and build a pond. Well, that'll show. Yeah. Uh, I, sorry, I don't... What happened there? You had a frog pond? So, I love frogs. Yeah. And... When my parents were away, I asked them if I could build a pond and finally they let me do it. So I spent like a few days digging this hole. I went to the shop and I bought some pond line. I put some stones around Beautiful. and I filled well it up and it was this cute little pond. It looked amazing. Well, it looked a bit green in the photos I posted, <laughs> but when it was fresh, it was really nice. So you couldn't see the frogs because it was green? They're, I've got some photos oh. and there are actually specimens in there. So anyway, and then um, I rang my mum. And she goes, oh, yeah, by the way, we're filled in your frog pond. Just what? drops it in. Did they take the frogs out? No. Well, oh. yeah, there weren't any frogs in there at that time. But do you know what's really sad? So she filled it in, and then one came trotting along. But his pond. home wasn't there. What's happened? And then she starts playing the victim. She's messaging me like, oh, it's so sad, isn't it? I'm like, Mom, you're the one who dug it up, so don't throw the shade on me. Um, uh. That's amazing. Uh, you've also fallen in love with VB and Schnitz, I oh believe, God, since you've yeah. been here. VB Longnecks. VB Longnecks are awful. I know, they're disgusting, but it's just <laughs> funny. Yeah, Schnitz is... I think I've had 
nine since I've been here and I have two every time. So I have the chips are pretty good. Yeah, I've got some chips in the fridge where I'm staying. You can't so. reheat, reheat chips. Yeah, but I can just eat them cold. You were a, you were a Schnitzel fan beforehand or? No, I've never, You've never had Schnitzel. Before. No. Oh, it's not, I don't me. think it, it, well, it's not in the UK and I've never. German. You've been to Germany though. Yeah, but I've never. Do you know what? As soon as I get back. I'm going to Germany like the day after I land, so I'm going to have another. Yeah, I think you have to. Yeah, the yeah. Swiss. Yeah, that's you can't get VB over in Germany, though. That's the only problem. Mm. No, that's a good thing. <laughs> you can get really good beer in, in Germany. Mm. So you've done a lot of uh, intergen- intergender wrestling, and that's always that's been a hot topic the last 12 months. Um, how much fun is it when you can do, you know, mix it up with the guys? I love it. It's my favourite stuff to do, and I think because... I don't do it as much anymore. When I do, I really value it. Um, I think for me, like the biggest thing that's helped me in my career is tagging with Pete and the stuff I did with him. Um, just building my confidence and stuff and learning to relax and just being the idiot I am, but with him. Because that's how it, just, it came about. Because backstage, people would just see us messing around and everyone just laughs at me. We thought, why not just do that in the ring? And, and yeah, it worked. So is that, is that how the dancing come oh about yeah, well, doing it backstage and then someone said like I said I'm just a bit of an idiot I don't really <laughs> care what how people see me or whatever and I was dancing backstage once and some of the boys were just watching me going what on earth is that creature <laughs> <laughs> and I can't even remember what the first thing was but it was an attack I think um, and yeah I thought right I've just got to go for this because normally I'm before I got into wrestling I was quite shy so I thought right who cares I've just got to dance like no one's watching and yeah it's quite ugly. <laughs> yeah. Now, I want to take you back a couple of years uh, when you first wanted to be a wrestler. Four years ago, you were 14 years of age. Uh, you're from Coventry? Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. So you, you went to your... <laughs> a lovely place, come on. Uh, how does a 14-year-old girl go to her mum and say, Mum, I want to be a wrestler. Can I do it? And mum actually then says, yes, that's the most amazing thing. Tell us that whole story because that uh, freaks me out. It took a bit of convincing... Um, but I've always been sporty. I was playing football for like nine years um, up until I started wrestling. I was running, I was playing tennis. I'd done loads of things. Um, but I started to lose my love for everything. But I still wanted to do a sport. And obviously I've been watching wrestling. But I didn't think it existed in England or anywhere other than WWE. Um, so I started Googling um, schools where I could go and train. And I found this one school near me called Phoenix Wrestling. Um, and I brought it up to my mum and she just thought I was joking. Um, <laughs> and then I kept on, I'd say every week, I said, oh, please, can we go? Please, can you ring this number? And eventually, just after Christmas, she rang him. And he said, yeah, come along, whatever, next week, see you there. And then finally she let me go and from then on, stuck at it. Wow, it's amazing. Uh, for, for the fact that one mum entrusted you into the, the, the care of these people who she had no idea yeah. whether we're talking right. about a frog murder here though so yeah exactly yeah, well, that's true good point yeah, that's a good point um you, you touched on pete earlier and um pete dunn's had a lot to do with you learning how to wrestle um how much of a big influence has he been on on your career and how great is it to have one of the best wrestlers in the world showing you how it's done well, it's incredible like i say uh, pete was so where i trained um when I started venturing to other training schools, Pete trained me at that training school, which is Fight Club Pro, which is where I now train. So he's been my main source of, him and Martin Zaki, been my main source of training. So to learn off him is, is just incredible. 
and just to have advice off him and obviously tagging with him like I say he he's incredible and he is I believe he's one of the best um, and he's so smart so intelligent and he keeps me behaved and smart about things so yeah he's good to have around on the flip side Jimmy Havoc keep oh. you well behaved as well yes mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah in different ways let's say yeah I'm sure you've learned some words off Jimmy Havoc that he never knew even existed. Oh, we did. Yeah, we yeah, did. He's, <laughs> he's one of my best friends in wrestling and I'm very grateful for him, but he is an incredible human in many ways and his drinking ability is very impressive. Yeah. Yes. So. Take us through the scene over in England at the moment. It, it must be really exciting with the things that are happening over there. And obviously, a few years ago, WWE decided to start up NXT. They decided to bring over uh, you know, their, their major show as well, a, a pay-per-view each year. Uh, it must be really exciting uh, to the extent where people are thinking this is a career that they never thought they'd ever have. Yeah, well, I never thought I'd be able to make a living off it at this age. Um, I finished school was it last year. Oh, my God, it was two years ago now. Was it? I'm well, not sure I wasn't there. <laughs> but I finished school and I thought, right, I'll have one year out and I'll have to get a job. Um, but because there's so many shows and so many different promotions, I've been able to get three shows a weekend and not have to work. So I'm very grateful for that. And that's the same for a lot of people. Mm. And I think that's why a lot of people from over here are moving to the UK to try and make a full-time career out of it. Now, I know you've worked with Madison Eagles and Tony Storm previously. Which of our girls are you looking forward to getting in the ring with on this tour? I know you're wrestling Kellyanne tonight. Hmm. Well, Kellyanne's been a big one, but I think I'd like to get in the ring with Avery as well. Um, I think we could have some fun. So, yeah. I think you would too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We can edit this. We can edit this. Thanks, Tony. No, leave it all in. <laughs> leave it all in. Um, on the back of Avery, she's moving to the UK in June. What, what, in, what advice would you have for Australian wrestlers moving over when they're first starting out? Get around to different shows, meet different people, have fun, train. You'll be fine. Enjoy it mostly. Can't do it if you don't enjoy it. So. The bridge between Australia and England, especially in wrestling, seems to be getting shorter than what it, than what it may have been in the past. We've got a lot of guys coming over here, Will Ospreay and the like, who come over regularly. Hopefully you'll be the same, but a lot of our people are going over there regularly. Is there a, a, a camaraderie between you guys, or is that... I mean, we love that, that, you know, the English in cricket and all that sort of stuff. We love to hate them. Is there a little bit of English versus Australian type niggling? I don't think so. I mean, there's definitely not where I am because uh, Charlie Evans and Kyle Fletcher, I'm very good friends with them. Um, so I'm almost, not team Aussie, but I'm friends with all of the Aussies. So I guess, I don't know how the others feel, but I think they're very much I'm pretty sure welcome. they feel the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a, it feels like it's a, a Commonwealth thing where it's like America's been this big goal for yeah, so long important. and I feel like all the other countries sort of band together to... Yeah. Know. I'm pretty sure there's not one person in the... Uh, in, in any dressing room around Australia that doesn't like Will Ospreay. No, definitely. He's he's yeah, yeah, especially what he's done for yeah. our scene in the last 18 to 24 months. Uh, and the other question we ask also of our Australian guys that go over to England, and I'll ask you the same. From what you've seen so far in the short time that you've been here, do you feel that Australian wrestling is where English wrestling may have been five, six, seven years ago before 
the explosion of WWE. Is there, do you get a sense of that at the moment? I think the ability of wrestling is exactly the same. I just think, obviously, we're in the UK and everything's a lot closer and we've got the spotlight on us, but I'm sure Australia definitely has, in my opinion, the capability and ability to be just as good, if not the best. Yeah. So I'm sure it's time will come and it's just getting more and more popular, so I'm sure it won't be long now. I'm sure you're right. A, a dream match for you. Who is your dream match? I think Sammy Callahan. He was my favourite wrestler when I started wrestling, so got to be him. Beautiful. He's threatening to, he's threatening to give out um, Avengers spoilers at the moment. Oh, I've already seen the film. So, so have I. It's okay. Ask yeah. I'm unfollowing him then. <laughs> <laughs> Millie, thank you so much. We hope you enjoy your time here in Australia. Were you here for a couple thank of weeks? You. Yeah, I'll go back next week and then I'll come back for one more week. Okay, so. beautiful. Enjoy your time. Thank you. Hopefully it gets a little bit warmer for you. Yeah, I hope so. I want to tan. really look forward to watching you tonight. It should be a fantastic Thank match. you. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. Thank Thanks. you. So there you have it, guys. Our chat with Millie McKenzie. What a great young lass. Oh, yeah. Like, she's got a lot of energy. She's great in the ring. And I can't wait to watch her tonight. It's going to be fun. Yeah, really looking forward to it. So hopefully everyone uh, has, a, has fun listening. Yeah, exactly. And uh, once you finish listening to this, folks, there's a couple of great uh, episodes that you should catch up from the last couple of weeks. Slade Mercer from last week, boys. She was just honesty and it was just fantastic to listen to. Yeah, and some really good insight into the value of a promo. Slade's one of the best promos in Australian wrestling. And it's just great to hear his insight on where people can look to improve. Hmm. And what was the other one, Tony? Eric oh, the Bischoff. other Eric Bischoff, of oh, course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bonus episode number one. Yeah, I listened to that. That was good. Enjoy it? Yeah. Where were you? Uh, Doesn't uh, matter. He was Singapore. At, he was Doesn't in parts matter. unknown. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, we'll bring you another proper episode of On the Turnbuckle on Thursday, but thanks for tuning in to this bonus episode here on the Turnbuckle on mypodcasthouse.com.